everybody. Welcome back to, I believe we're on episode 59 of Misadventures with the Narcissist. I am so happy you are here today. Thank you so much for being here. In today's episode, I wanted to tell you guys the story of me going to court against a narcissist without a lawyer. And I wanted to kind of set the stage and let you know what happened from the beginning in case you have not had a chance to listen to some of the previous episodes where I kind of mentioned a little bit about what's been happening. So um, let's start with the beginning. So my ex-husband and I, my narcissistic ex-husband and I have not been to court. Um, Up until now, we've been divorced for about seven years and we have done everything through mediation or we kind of just agreed to everything, including the schedule, the holidays, um, like pretty much everything we've been able to solve on our own. But the reason we've been able to solve it on our own is because I pretty much just agreed to everything he wanted. Um, And part of the reason for that is because sometimes it worked out better for me to give him what he wanted. Other times I wasn't interested in what he wanted, so I was okay with giving it to him. So, um, and by that, I mean, you know, time or holidays or whatever. So, um, up until now, yeah, we, I guess, luckily have avoided court. But you know what happens to narcissists? <laughs> um, I think at some point, they do end up taking you to court. And what happened was last summer, my ex-husband, as you guys know, if you've listening, if you've listened to the podcast, he moved away um, to a different state. And he had, and the kids are here with me during the school year. And then they were with him during some of the breaks. He moved about two years ago in the summer. And the first summer, he did not want the kids there because he didn't have an apartment yet and he was trying to save money. And although that was his parenting time and he asked me if I could take the kids and I agreed. So I had the kids the whole summer. Um, He did not pay child support or anything during this time. And... Um, last summer he wanted to have the kids. So he was able to have the kids pretty much from like the beginning of June to the middle of August when school started. So after the kids came back from spending this last summer at his um, house, he asked me, he said, I think it was like in September, right? Um, so the kids had just come back a couple of weeks earlier and then he sent me a message and he said, Hey, um, I'm trying to plan next summer. Can I have the kids on, you know, like, I think he's, he wanted them through the middle of August. And I said, well, we may have a problem with that because the kids have said, told me that they want to spend some time here too, because they want to be with their friends and go swimming. And um, a school registration started like about two weeks before the actual school started. So they've told me that they want to be here part of the summer as well is that okay? And he was like, no, that's not okay. Um, They need to be there the whole summer. And I said, well, (laughs) you know, I would also like to be able to take them on a quick vacation or do something with them over the summer. Um, And I may be doing a vacation next summer. Can I let you know closer to the end of the year with plans for next summer? Now, mind you, this was in August when he was asking me to so last August he was asking me to plan for this coming summer now in June and I said is it possible if we just wait until 
you know, maybe like November, December or so. And by then I will know my kids summer camp schedule. I'll know what I'll be doing over the summer. Can we, can you just give me a couple of months so we can sort of see where things fall and where they land with the summer? And he was like, no, we need to decide this now because I need to rent a house for the summer and um, that house goes quickly. So I need to know now. And I said, well, can you rent another house, <laughs> you know, if that, uh, or can you just rent this one and cancel it if for some reason the kids are not able to be there um, in the middle of August? And he was like, um, no, you know, I need to know now and I need to know for sure. So I said, well, unfortunately, I can't tell you now. Please let me know or or I will let you know in December or like I'll let you know at the end of the year what the plans are for next summer. And he was basically like, that's not going to work for me. I need to know now. If you don't tell me now, um, I'm going to get a lawyer. And I was like, that's fine. You can go ahead and get a lawyer. But even with the lawyer, I don't know what my plans will be. So there's no point in deciding now. So as you can see, this was pretty much one of the first times where I have done or I have said no to him. And narcissists do not like the answer no, as you probably know. So uh, you know, a few weeks by, we never talked about it. I didn't hear anything from him. Um, so October rolls around and I get a message from a lawyer with his last name. Um, you know, and she's like, hello, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm representing your ex-husband, Mr. XYZ. Um, and we would like to, um, to propose, you know, we'd like to, um, solidify the summer and break schedule because it's not clearly outlined in your parenting plan. So we would like to propose a new schedule and, um, you know, and move forward with this new schedule. That way everybody knows what to expect and the children can have consistency each year. So I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. So I opened up the document that she sent me. And in this document, there was him requesting every single Christmas, every single Thanksgiving, every single spring break, and every single day of the summer vacation. He was requesting that with the children. So I was a little shocked because we had never talked about it before. Like he never once told me that he wants 100% of the vacation time. We never had 100% of the vacation time. Like we've always had split things or, um, or discussed it. So I was really shocked that that's what he was asking for. And I wrote back to his lawyer and I was like, well, this is weird. Like, we've never talked about this. <laughs> you know, he's never told me he wanted everything. This is the first time I'm hearing this. Um, can we alternate? I said, I'm okay with setting a, a schedule so the kids can know what to expect and we all know what to expect. But can we alternate so that I have Christmas sometimes, he has Christmas sometimes. Um, and then, you know, we do that with the breaks. And then I said, because the kids have expressed interest in being here for part of the summer, can I have like the first week or two of the summer? Um, because that's when their summer camps are. And then the last week or two of the summer, because that is when school registration starts and when they want to hang out with their friends. Um, and his lawyer was like, absolutely not. Um, it looks like we are going to have to go to mediation. So at this point, uh, this was back in 
September, in October, I was like, shoot, okay, what do we do now? <laughs> you know, like this, this, he's not budging. She's like, you know, if you can agree, um, if we can come to an agreement with the schedule, we can avoid mediation, but otherwise we're going to have to go to mediation. So I was like, okay, well, I will agree if we can agree to share some of the holidays and some of the vacation. And she was like, absolutely not. Um, that is not in the best interest of the children. Why are you trying to limit the father's time with the children? And mind you, this is the first time I'm I'm kind of hearing this kind of language and talking to a lawyer. So at this point, I was just like, I don't know what to do. Do I just give them what they want? But I was like, but that's not what the kids want. And that's not what they want. And, you know, I still have like seven years or so before the kids turn 18, um, I don't want to go the rest of my children's childhoods without spending any vacation or holiday time with them. Um, and it's just not fair that I get to do all of the schoolwork and all of the school year stuff, and they just get to see him and have fun with him and do all the fun stuff during vacation. So I explained that to her, and she was like, unfortunately, Unless you agree to what um, your ex-husband is asking, then we're going to have to go to mediation. So I was like, fine, let's go to mediation. So in the meantime, I was talking to a friend of mine and she was like, you can't go do this without a lawyer. You need a lawyer. Um, like you really need a lawyer. Don't do this alone. So I was like, shoot, okay, I'll go get a lawyer. So I reached out to a bunch of lawyers and I ended up going with a lawyer. It was my first time using this <clears throat> this particular lawyer, he had really good reviews on um, Google and he came highly recommended from someone. So I was like, great, I am going to go with this lawyer. So I paid him a $3,500 retainer fee and started working with him. And he was like, you know, don't worry. Uh, and uh, crazily enough, um, my ex's lawyer used to work for this new lawyer that I had hired, which I didn't know before. But he was like, I know, you know, I know your ex's lawyer. We um, we used to work together. She used to work for me. And I'm confident I can, um, you know, I can convince her to give you some of this time. So that way you do have some vacation and holidays with your children. And I'm confident we can avoid mediation. So I was like, great perfect, right? Um, that's exactly what I want. So a couple of weeks go by, um, my lawyer, you know, he's like, <clears throat> I'm going to schedule with a call with her and we're going to talk. And then a few weeks into it. Um, and meanwhile, every week he would send me an invoice for the retainer money that was, you know, being depleted. Um, and I was like, okay, this is weird. We haven't really done anything yet. <laughs> like, why am I being charged for things? But apparently, you know, if any of you know, they literally charge you to send an email. <laughs> um, it's like just $50 to write an email response to you. So I was like, shoot, I have a feeling this money is going to run out quickly. So I messaged my lawyer and I was like, hey, you know, I can't really spend more than $3,500 on this. Can we please make sure that everything is um, settled within this $3,500 that I'm paying you. And he was like, sure, that's fine. So a couple of weeks go by and my lawyer messages me and he's like, you know, we need to talk. I had a talk with your ex's lawyer and she now wants to see our proposal for what we are proposing to do um, or, or what we're proposing, what we want from 
in terms of the parenting time. So I was like, great. So him and I went back and forth. We spent like a couple of hours on the phone and via email. He sent me this crazy 18 page questionnaire that literally was so irrelevant now that I'm looking back um, to everything. So like he charged me to review that questionnaire. He charged me to send it. So by the time we were sending back our proposed um, proposed parenting plan, he was already more than like halfway done. I think maybe I had, I don't know, $1,500 left um, in his retainer. So I was like, shoot, I hope this lasts us through mediation if we need to go to mediation. So um, he, you know, he sends this proposal back to my ex's lawyer and, you know, a couple, maybe like two, three days, four days, I don't know, a week goes by, um, and I get another bill from my lawyer and we're now down to $900. <laughs> um, so I am like, okay, we're running out. Like we still haven't figured out what we're doing. We don't have a final decision yet. I'm running out of money. I said, I cannot pay you past the, this $900. So whatever we work we need to do, can we please make sure everything gets done within $900? So a week later, I get another bill and my balance is at like minus $271. So I get a call from his assistant or I'm not sure who it was. Um, and she was like, hey, you know, we've run out of money. <laughs> um, we are, you know, we're sending you an invoice for $271. You need to pay that if you want to keep working with us. And I was just so pissed off at this point because I was like, we literally still have not agreed to anything. I just spent $3,500 in maybe a month. Um, I think by this time we were in November, maybe. Um, and we're still not anywhere. So I was so upset and I wrote to my lawyer and I was like, look, unfortunately, I, I'm going to pay you this, you know, 200 some dollars, but I cannot work with you anymore. Like we haven't gone anywhere. Um, and by this point, working with this lawyer for me was more stressful than the actual thing that was going on and dealing with his lawyer or with my ex's lawyer. So anyway. So we have, we get a thing from, um, it was now nearing December, which was the first holiday that, um, you know, we hadn't really, well, we knew my ex was, my, the kids were going to go to my ex's house, but the court didn't know that. So we get um, this order from the court that says, you know, emergency setting hearing appointment. Um, you know, we need to, to figure out the winter break and what's going to happen with the children. So everybody needs to jump on a call right now and, or like, you know, within the next few days on Friday, so we could have a setting hearing, I guess it's called. Um, so I go to my lawyer and I'm like, Hey, I, please, I don't want you there. Like I can't pay you for your time. Please do not come, come to the setting meeting. Like we're done. Um, can you close close on a contract? And he was like, unfortunately I can't, I need to show up, um, because I'm, I haven't been officially dismissed as your lawyer. So all of these things. And again, I don't know anything about how the law works and how lawyers work. Cause we haven't really had to work with one to this capacity before. Um, so I'm like, no, like I sent him messages. I left them phone calls. I was like, you cannot show up. Um, I, I cannot pay you. Please don't show up. So this hearing meeting comes up and he shows up and I was so mad. I was like, I cannot believe this lawyer showed up when I asked him not to show up. He's telling me he has to. Um, 
And anyway, so we have this um, phone conversation with the the magistrate, I guess they were called. Um, and during this meeting, you know, she found out that we do have our plan set for Christmas and the kids are going to go there. So she's like, okay, you know, I don't need to decide anything right now since you guys have everything set up. But I um, I would like, to, you know, to order you to mediation um, so you guys can work it out on your own before we have a hearing date. And my ex's lawyer said something along the lines, you know, like, I don't think can we waive mediation? Um, we've been trying to work through this and haven't gotten anywhere. So is it possible to waive mediation and go straight to the hearing? So I was like, okay, I guess, right? Like, that's probably fine because we have been going back and forth and she's not agreeing to anything. Um, so I agreed to that, not really knowing what I was doing, but I agreed to it anyway. So then we set a date for the hearing sometime in January. And then my lawyer asked to be like, let go from the case. Um, everybody agreed. So that was my last time working with him. And I got another bill from him for like 500 and something dollars. So now by this point, I was owing him, um, I don't know, 700 or so dollars. Still hadn't gone anywhere. And after I ended work, I ended up work, or like we ended our, our working relationship together. His, my ex's lawyer reached out to me again um, and said, you know, we can still avoid court if you just agree to everything where I'm asked or everything your ex-husband is asking. And I said, well, unfortunately, I am not going to agree to that. So um, we may have to go to court. And I said, well, what happened with the um, proposal and all of the stuff that my lawyer wrote and sent to you weeks ago, like what happened to that? I thought you had asked us to send a proposal and she was like, oh yeah, we don't agree to any of the terms that um, you guys want. We don't agree that you should have any time with your children um, during holidays because you have them during the school year. And why are you trying to limit their father's time with them and minimize their father's time with their children? That's not in the best interest of their children. So at this point, this lawyer was getting really nasty with me and just being really mean and really condescending. So I was like, oh my God, what do I do? What have I gotten myself into? I just spent over $4,000 now with my lawyer, had to fire him. Uh, we're still nowhere near where we need to be. Um, and this is just a mess. So I was really stressed out. Like I was, you know, taking it out on the kids. I had spent so much time going back and forth with my lawyer and researching things and coming up with parenting plans and all of this that I wasn't really able to like fully devote any time to my work because it just literally felt like any second I had, I was communicating with lawyers and trying to straighten things out. So by this time, I was really, really stressed out. Um, my ex-husband and I were not talking. We were not talking at all. So I could not, you know, talk to him about it. Um, obviously, I'm not going to talk to him about it, but we were just not talking at all. So anyway, so January rolls around and we have this court date and I talked to a friend of mine who is a lawyer. She's like, you need a lawyer. You can go by yourself. I, I think it's called pro se or something like that. Um, she's like, you can go, you know, by yourself. You need a lawyer. And I was like, well, I don't have any more money to spend on a lawyer. And I guess if he does get all of the vacation time, um, then whatever, I don't really care because I don't, you know, I don't, I just don't want to spend any more money on a lawyer. 
um, and I don't have the money to spend on a lawyer because I have three children that I'm raising, you know, and I need the money to raise my three children um, because I have them like 80% of the time. So I'm like, I'm going to go to court by myself. So in the meantime, um, you know, his lawyer and I are still talking and she was so, this woman was so nasty and so mean to me that, um, I don't know, I, like I, I literally cried a couple of times after getting messages from her. And it, it came to the point where anytime I would see her name pop up in my inbox, like I would, it was like PTSD almost, you know, <clears throat> and I could feel myself getting really stressed out and really tense and, <clears throat> and all of that. So it was just by this point, it had gotten really, really stressful and, um, and just not, you know, not cool. So anyway, so December rolls around. Um, we had to fill out all of this paperwork. Again, I spent weeks trying to like fill out joint trial agreements and exhibits and lists. And like, I literally would spend so much time online trying to learn what all of these terms were that it was taking up all of my time. And I was like, maybe I should get a lawyer um, and just get it all figured out. So I reached out. I'm like, maybe if I just get another lawyer. So I reached out to a bunch of other lawyers. I called, I think, about 10 of them. Um, and the ones that did answer, they're like, you know, your case is coming up so close. We can't really take you on. Or they would be like, you know, if we do take you on, it's going to be at least 10 grand um, for us to show up in court with you and do all our research and get caught up on everything. So I was like, I cannot spend 10 grand on another lawyer. So I have like, I have no choice but to do this on my own. And at one point, um, his lawyer, like I had asked her, I said, you know, since we are dealing with this, um, can we also exchange financial information right now? Because it's the beginning of the year. And, you know, every year we exchange financial information. And she was like, no, we can't do that. Uh, we need to wait until April. So I was like, that's fine. We'll wait until tax time to do financial information. And um, we'll just deal with this one thing at a time. So the court date rolls around. I decided to now go with a lawyer. And my ex-husband flew in for the court date. So he flew in, um, hung out with the kids for a little bit. And um, the funny thing is, and I think I mentioned this on an, on a previous episode, that we had snow that day. Um, we had like a crazy snowstorm and school was canceled. Like pretty much everything was canceled. Um, including court. So he showed up here the day, the morning that we were supposed to go to court, everything uncanceled, including court. Um, so we did not go anywhere and we had to reschedule. So we rescheduled court. So he basically like hung out with my kids for the day and then flew back um, to his home. And um, that was that, no court. Then we scheduled the court for February and we had to get on another phone call. And during this phone call, it was it was like another appointment setting court date. During this phone call, um, my um, my ex husband requested or his lawyer requested that they show up over and do like a video call as opposed to or like a video appearance as opposed to in person. And she was like, you know, he came um, in person for the last hearing and it got canceled, so he doesn't have to do it again, you know, come in person again. Can he do it 
via video call. And the judge was like, um, you know, is that okay with you? And I was like, yep, that's totally fine. Um, that he, you know, he goes over video. Um, so we did that. And then at the end of the call, I said, you know, I'm assuming if he's going over video that I'm also going via video as well. Correct. Um, and my ex's lawyer goes, uh, no, mm -mm, miss, that's not correct. Um, I do not agree with you going over video. I plan on being there in person and I expect you to be there in person as well. Um, and I was like, but my ex-husband's not coming in person and I was okay with him not coming in person. I don't want to go in person because I have, <clears throat> you know, my kids at home and I need to pick them up from school and um, court is like half an hour away. So I'm like, I would like to also go via video. And his lawyer was like, no, unfortunately, I object to that. Um, and then the lawyer, oh, not the lawyer, the judge was like, you know, miss, <laughs> um, and then my name, um, because your ex-husband's lawyer is objecting to you being via video, appearing via video, you have to appear in person um, and find childcare for your children, um, but you have to appear in person. So I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I just agreed to him being virtual and I can be virtual. And anyway, I was so mad. Like, I was just so upset. And I was getting braces for my son. Like, I was literally in the doctor's office on this phone call <clears throat> while my son was getting fitted for braces. And it was just, I don't know. I was just so upset and so stressed out. And just thinking, like, this is so not fair. Like, why does he get to go in person or via video? And I don't. So anyway, so we set the next date in February and it was, I think, February 22nd and the day rolls around and the morning of, we have another snowstorm, our second snowstorm, school gets canceled and then we get an email from the court saying, you know, court has been canceled as well. Um, unfortunately, we need to postpone your hearing. So at this point, I'm like, the universe is so funny because this is the second time, like it got canceled in January because of snow. It gets canceled in February because of snow. Um, and I don't know what the universe is trying to do, but I thought that was really, really funny. So anyway, so we rescheduled for a date in March and left it at that. Now, in the meantime, um, I had reached out to my ex's lawyer and I said, you know, oh, actually, no, <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys the most important part. So the day, I think maybe like the day after maybe two, I don't know, a week or so late. I don't know. It was within like very close, um, close time, but a few, let's say just a few days, a few days after the February, um, hearing got canceled, I get a message at night, um, I think on a Sunday night from my ex-husband, um, and he sent me a message. He said, I have accepted a new position in Chicago. I am moving on Tuesday. This is my new address. Um, and that was that. So the whole court, <laughs> um, like our whole you know, document and all of that did not have him living in Chicago. It said that he was still living where he was living and that's the parenting plan and all of that. And it also said that uh, my kids are on his health insurance. So, you know, it said that the father continues to have health, the kids health insurance and all of that. So I was just like, 
he, the asshole, my ex-husband asshole, is moving to Chicago, got a new job to be with his girlfriend. He's not moving for a new job. He's moving for his girlfriend um, and decided to get a new job so he can have work there instead of moving back to be with his children, right, to raise his children. So that's a whole other thing. So I was just so pissed off. I was like, how could he do this? I mean, of course, I know how, because um, he's a narcissist and he only cares about himself. But the whole reason he moved to begin with was because of work. And now he decided to find work in Chicago instead of getting work where my children are so he can help raise them anyway. Um, so at this point, um, I was just, I just wrote back and I just gave him thumbs up and I was like, what an asshole. I cannot believe, I know he's wanting a reaction from me. Um, and if, if he's listening to this, um, I know I have a feeling he listens to this. You're an asshole. Um, you know, you're an asshole anyway. Um, sorry, side, uh, just a little side note there. Um, but anyway, so I reached out to him a few days later and I said, Hey, do you still have health insurance for the kids? They have their braces. You know, we just started the braces appointment, like the braces process. My kids have dental appointments within the next few weeks. They have doctor's appointments. Um, like what's the insurance situation? And he was like, well, they're not going to have insurance until, until April 1st. So I had to scramble to find my kids insurance, um, for the month of March and for like the second half of February. And yeah, that was that. So once I found out that he got a new job, then my kids told me they're like, he got this job, you know, because he's making so much more money. And I was like, well, if he's making more money, then we need to adjust our child support because we just, right? Like that's what you do. So I reached out to his lawyer and I was like, hey, I just got word that your client moved, um, you know, or is moving on Tuesday. We need to adjust child support because he's making a lot more money from what I'm hearing. So can we exchange financial information now instead of waiting until tax time to exchange financial information? And she was like, no, unfortunately not. We are not going to exchange financial information. We need to get through this hearing first. And we prefer to deal with one issue at a time. So we, once the, you know, once the hearing in March is set, then we can exchange financial information. And I said, well, I know that you guys prefer to do that, but because he just moved, um, we need to do that right. Like I prefer to do it now. Can you just, you know, give like give me his uh, um offer letter or something so that I know if I need to file child support or not. And she was like, "We are not releasing financial information until you filed um a modification for for child support." Um, so I reached out to my ex husband and I said, "Look, <laughs> I don't want to have to file another thing. Um, your lawyer is not ref you know is not wanting to release financial information." Can you tell me how much money you're making at your new job so I know if I should file for modification of child support? And he wrote back and he said, please, um, please deal with my lawyer directly with, with anything moving forward. So he did not respond. So I was so mad and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> um, I'm just going to learn how to file to modify child support. So again, I spent a couple of days not working on my business and learning how to file these documents instead. And I wrote back to his lawyer and I said, look, I'm about to file this paper 
I'm going to give you one more chance to release the financial information. Otherwise, I'm just going to fill out here that you're refusing to release it. Um, and she just wrote back. She said, we prefer to deal with this after the next hearing, one issue at a time. So then I filed, fight, figure out how to file, filed. And in, you know, when you're filing, it was asking like the reason, um, like if you have the new financial information or if you know the new number. And I wrote in there and I said, I don't because they are refusing to provide that information. So his lawyer gets this, you know, this paperwork that I filed, sends me an email the next day and says, I am so shocked that you filed this, um, you know, this modification of child support and that you said you're filing because you're not releasing the financial information. Um, you've now complicated things. And now we have to work on two things at a time. And this is just, you know, she was like pissed off at me <laughs> that I filed this, um, this paperwork. And I wrote back and I was like, I am so confused. You told me that I need to file in order for you to exchange financial information. So that's why I'm filing. Um, so why are you upset with me? And, you know, like, it's not, I didn't want to file. And I told you that I don't want to file, that I want to just exchange this before. Um, anyway, so she was mad. And then she filed something else, you know, that they didn't, um, they weren't refusing to exchange financial information. And then I filed something else <laughs> um, about, you know, like proof where she said we're not releasing the financial information until she files. And then she wrote back to me when she got hold of what I had filed. Um, and she was like, you know, um, you really need to get a lawyer because what you filed is not admissible, admissible evidence in court. Uh, maybe you should get a lawyer who can advise you on how to do this properly. So I was so mad at her. Now she's being a bully and so nasty. So anyway, that was that. So the judge, um, you know, she writes back. She does sends whatever the, their paperwork is called. I don't even know. Um, sends it to both of us, you know, and says, um, we need to figure this out at the next hearing. So upon hearing that, my ex's lawyer freaked out. She was like, we don't have time to do this at the next hearing. Uh, we need to, we prefer to do it after. So can we please not do this at the next hearing? So I was like, yeah, that's fine. I didn't want to do it at the next hearing. <laughs> like I wanted to do it before the hearing, you know, so, and that's fine with me. So anyway, so we go. So that was what happened in February. And then her and I didn't really talk. And then the day of the trial or the, I don't know if it's called the trial, the hearing, right? The day of the hearing comes March, I think it was on March 1st. And I show up in person by myself. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. Um, and I just, you know, don't know how this whole thing is going to go. This is like my first time in court. And I just remember feel like driving to my court appointment and I, our hearing was at 8.30 or 9, no, 9.30 to one thirty. I think it was, I don't know, it was like, maybe not, it was not, not from 9 to 12, sorry, yeah, it was from 9 to 12, um, so as I'm driving, I'm just like, you know, this is, like, this is so stressful and any, anybody who's listening to this, who's been through court or who's been taken to court by a narcissist knows how stressful it can be. Um, and they know, or I know that narcissists use court pretty often in order to 
um, to like retaliate or to continue the abuse and the financial abuse as well, along with the mental and emotional. And now they're triangulating you with their lawyer and all of that. So anyway, I was really stressed out, but I was like, I have to do this, <laughs> you know, and if I lose it all, if I lose all of the holidays with my kids, if I lose all the vacation time, like I don't give a crap anymore at this point. Like I'm just so stressed out um, that maybe some more alone time would be good for me, you know, so I'm like, I don't really care what the outcome of this court hearing is going to be. And if I don't ever spend Thanksgiving with my kids on Thanksgiving, we can just spend it a week later or the week before and whatever. Like, it just doesn't matter. So anyway, so I go into court um, and I think I like I, I was really numb to everything. I don't know. I just felt really traumatized and I felt really like I had done something wrong, like something like I just kept doing things wrong. And that's why I was there. You know, I felt guilty uh, without even being guilty or accused of anything. So I walk into court. Um, His lawyer is there. She doesn't even say hello to me. And I know, like I know now um, that the reason she wanted me to show up in court is because it's more intimidating and she can intimidate me a lot more because I don't know anything about the process. I don't know what to expect. I don't know how it goes. I don't know what's going to go down. Um, and she knows everything, obviously. So um, anyway, you know, I walk in, she kind of just gives me this dirty look, not even says hello. And I'm like, I was planning on saying hello to her, even though, you know, she's my ex's lawyer. Like if you walk into a room and there's people there, it's common courtesy to say hello. Um, but she just like gave me such a nasty look and then turned around and didn't even say anything. So that alone threw me off. And I think she did that on purpose because she knew it would throw me off, throw me off and she did it to intimidate me and whatever. So I kind of just sat down and I was like, I cannot, like I had this moment when I was waiting for the, the judge to come in where I was like, I, here I am at a hearing that my ex-husband orchestrated he he's paying this woman to take me to court because i did not i was not yet ready to tell him whether or not i was ready to schedule summer plans a, almost a year ahead like that is why i'm here that is why i'm going through so much stress and i just had this moment of i don't know just feeling really sorry for myself and feeling like when is the abuse going to end when is the stress going to end? Because like, I'm literally at the point where I don't know how much more I can take, Um, you know, and like on top of raising three children by myself to also be taken to court by my ex-husband and to be bullied by his lawyer is just really traumatic, you know? And if any of you have gone through it, I'm really sorry. I, you know, and I know my case is probably not, um, the worst of it. So I can't even imagine if it's a case where someone's trying to take custody or, um, you know, or do other, other things that impact your life even more, but it just sucks. And I like, it was really traumatic for me to sit there in court and be questioned by his lawyer and all of that, you know, and by the judge and whatever. So anyway, I think, you know, court went okay. It was, it was just bizarre. It, I'm just like, I feel like 
this is not real. You know, I felt detached from everything. And I think my anxiety was kicking in and I was having blood sugar issues. And I was just like, I cannot really like, I don't want to be here right now. I didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) You know, why am I here? And um, it was just really traumatic, I think is the one word that I would leave with. And I remember like talking to a fr- my friend, you know, who's a lawyer. She was um, a family, like a divorce lawyer. And she had told me, she's like, whenever you go, you know, you speak, just say, you know, the children want this or the children or it's in the best interest of the children to, you know, to whatever. She's like, this is not about what you want and what's in your best interest. This is all about the children. Um, So I went in thinking like, she's like, you know, don't say I want this. Um, Say instead the children want, or it's in the best of the interest of the children to whatever. So when I started talking, like it was my turn to talk um, after an hour and a half of my ex's lawyer talking it was my turn to talk and I started talking and literally within like 10 seconds um, when I said, you know, my children have asked to have some time with their friends in the summer. She was like, objection, your honor, objection, your honor. She can't, you know, say, well, I don't know what her words, her words were, but basically, and the, the judge was like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. But basically I couldn't say anything that my children wanted or that I thought was like, that I, I couldn't say what my children wanted. I had to say what I observed um, that they want. I don't even know if that makes sense. But anyway, so my whole plan to talk about what my children were asking for totally went out the window. (laughs) And I was just kind of numb. I was like, you know, I can't talk about what I want. Now, I don't know how to talk about what my kids want without saying what my kids want um, and without saying what's in their best interest because my ex's asshole lawyer is going to be like, objection, your honor, to everything I say. So I kind of just got really quiet and I was like, you know, I would like to spend some time with my children for holidays and um, what I don't even know what I said. I think I was just on autopilot and so traumatized from the whole thing that honestly, I don't even remember most of what I said. And I think I spoke for maybe like 15 minutes and that was it. I didn't have an hour and a half or I didn't have things to say for an hour and a half. I didn't want to be there that long. I, because I was dealing with blood sugar issues, I could feel my blood sugar getting low And I was like, I need to eat something because, you know, and if any of you have blood sugar issues, you know that you can't really function properly um, when you do. So like I had to excuse myself and go eat something. So I'm not going to pass out in court. And I just wanted to get out of there. Like I just I was like, at this point, I don't even want to be here. I'm, I'm done with all of this. This is too much. It's too stressful. And. I I just don't want to do this anymore. So I was just like, no, I don't have anything else to say. I don't have any questions. Um, I'm done. So we were done within two hours. <laughs> um, and then the judge was basically like, you know, um, I will announce my decision. Within two weeks, you're going to get um, a new paper from me or whatever. And look out for that. So I didn't know that the judge doesn't tell you their 
um, their verdict then, because that's what I thought happened. So I kind of left just like I got in my car and I kind of had a little, I don't want to say breakdown, but I just started crying. And I was like, how did my life come to this? You know, like what, what did I do? <laughs> um, to to be here you know like i'm i can't even have time with my children i'm stressed out like i don't know it it was i just had a moment of feeling just really sorry for myself and f- being really emotional and feeling like i just don't know how much more of this i can do <laughs> like i don't know I, I can't do this anymore you know on top of raising three teenage children by myself um so we kind of left it at that. And then I actually did end up going on vacation for spring break with my kids, um, which was really nice. We did fly and had a vacation. It was my first time with my kids on vacation um, by myself in seven years. And I think eight years since I had been with my kids on vacation. So um, yeah, it was just, I don't know. Uh, I kind of just led it up to the universe and I was like, whatever happens, happens. And I honestly don't really care at this point <laughs> anymore. So my the morning of the vacation, our last day of vacation, I got the message from the court um, and you guys are not going to believe what happened. So um, the judge gave me some time with my children. She um, said that we can, that my every two years, um, I would have um, spring break or Thanksgiving with my kids. And my kids also get to have um, two weeks at the beginning of the summer or two weeks at the end of the summer here with me. So I feel, and I got um, four days during the Christmas break, like two days in the beginning of the Christmas break and two days after the Christmas break. Um which means that maybe if the Christmas break is like two days before, then I could still spend Christmas with my kids. I don't even know. Um, or at least Christmas Eve. Um, so yeah, I, I did, I guess the judge did the right thing. You know, I feel like even though, um, I didn't quite know what to expect and I wasted all the money on the initial lawyer and I decided to go, without a lawyer um, for the second half of it, I did get what I was partly asking for. So I am really grateful and really happy about that. And I'm looking forward to spending more vacations and holidays with my kids moving forward. And um, yeah, that's what happened in court. So I just wanted to let you guys know where I am at. Um, I am not advising you to go to court without a lawyer. <laughs> um, obviously, I you know I'm not uh, any sort of legal expert or anything. This is just me sharing my opinion, and I am happy that I did not spend the additional ten thousand dollars plus to hire a lawyer. But I do wish I had somebody on my side. So, um, anyway, that was my going to court against a narcissist story. Now we do have to figure out child support. Um, His lawyer is being not replying on time and um, I need to deal with that whole thing. So maybe I will let you guys know how that goes. So anyway, thank you so much guys for being here, for listening. 
and for, um, yeah, for just being a part of my journey. So I will see you on the next episode where um, I'm not exactly, I have a couple of topics that I want to talk about. So I'm not sure which one I will pick. But in the meantime, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye, everyone.